Welcome to the Destination Imagination UK podcast. We take some time out to chat with folks around the world about destination imagination and bring you some of the best advice, insights and suggestions to help your team wherever you are. Jan Harper, the director of DIUK, and welcome to the podcast. This is our second podcast, and today we're going to talk to Dr. Renato Cotaldo, and he's the CEO of ututor.me. He has a lot of experience with fundraising and crowdfunding, and he's very kindly agreed to have a chat to us today about some useful strategies you could use yourselves as team managers. How are you? I'm fine. That's good to speak to you. Where where are we talking to you from today? Uh, I am in my home in St. Louis, Missouri. We actually, we managed to sit down and have quite an interesting conversation. I met up with you um, at a conference in the States for Destination Imagination earlier this year in July. And we talked about, and you gave a very interesting talk about crowdfunding. And I thought it would be interesting if we could talk about that today, especially I think what I have in mind is is for team managers, especially new team managers who have got a team, they need to find a little bit of a budget for the materials for the for the challenge if it's a challenge team. And then a lot of team managers have to think ahead and think about getting themselves and the team to a tournament, whether that's local, regional or national or for a few lucky teams it would be the globals. Um, and that takes money, and that's part of the challenge. So I just thought it would be interesting if we could just have a look again at some of the really interesting issues you raised and really good suggestions you made, actually, when we spoke. Mm-hmm. All right. Should okay. I just get started? Oh, yeah, just jump right in. Just That'd right be great. in. All right. Yeah. Well, um, I've been a university professor. I've uh, raised money for not-profits for 25 years and I've had my own companies and um, everything I'm going to talk about is really based on practice um, more so than just theory that uh, people may want to tell other people about. Um, and, I, and I think it all starts with a strategy for, for a team or a small group in the sense of uh, how much time do you have to raise money and what's your goal uh, and, and not just what's your goal for the team, but for the year um, at large. Um, so some people think of small, I just need enough money to get to this next tournament, but you may have missed opportunities to raise money for the year because there are people uh, amongst you that, that may have contributed in one way or another. So you have to start with a strategy, and the strategy has two key elements in it, uh, one of which is do you just want people to donate or do you want to offer them something to buy of which a portion or a uh, part of that purchase goes back to your team. Um, and those are two key strategies. You can do both of them if you wish. Uh, the simple kind of strategy is we just ask people for money and they give it to us. Um, but there's a limit to that because your circle of influence around your individual team. A team may have four or five members. 
each with a couple parents involved or grandparents or teachers involved. The whole group may not be bigger than 15 or 20 people. Um, but um, if, so if you just ask the people around you, there's a limit to how much you can raise. Um, yeah. If you're selling something, you don't necessarily have to know the people that you're selling something to. You can sell it to a wider audience uh, that may have more appeal than just your specific purpose. Uh, and I'll just use an example. If you were selling candles, uh, a lot of people might like candles. And if half of the candle money came back to your DI team, it wouldn't really matter if the other people uh, knew anything about DI at all. They just were interested in candles. Um, so a strategy is important to have because what I get back to is what's your return on your effort? Um, some teams like to do everything from car washes to bake sales, but those things have a lot of time involved and yes. they don't really make that much money. Yeah. You know, so you have to be kind of, uh, you know, qu- question is what you're comfortable with. And, and the kids and, and the DI team may be more comfortable with technology than some of the parents are, but this is an opportunity for the parents to really sort of take, you know, c- control with it. Um, so, just think everyone likes a deal in some sort. And so whatever that deal is, that's just, you know, it's part of selling that you always have to kind of keep in mind. So um, the easy ways, the easy ways of reaching people, let's say there are, you know, about 20 people in are t- attached to this team one way or the other. So those so 20 those, people, just to be clear, we're just saying, so if, if, there, if we had the team manager, and we had, say, five in the team. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about um, with the kids. It's their parents and it's their families and it's the teachers right. and it's their friends around. And that's how it's, it's going to wave out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, approximately in some on extended family participation. Yeah. Okay. Um, in today's world, um, most people just by email alone are probably connected to 50 to 100 people, uh, and some people up to a you know a thousand if if they've are really an active email person. Um, Facebook is another way where the average person has well over 250 to a thousand connections. Uh, <laughs> to, um, and then Twitter. I mean, some people have a thousand Twitter followers, even as kids. Yeah. And so um, there's a lot of connections out there. Um, and um, LinkedIn is a professional, you know, resource that uh, I have over 1,200 LinkedIn connections in, in my profile as well. And, and don't underestimate the, the power of YouTube. In today's world, a, um, a YouTube video that catches on somewhere can get hundreds of thousands of hits. Um, yeah. But even if it only got 10,000, <laughs> that's okay. Because for this team, you know, what's your real goal? Is the goal to raise five thousand dollars or five thousand pounds uh you know where where are the where are the numbers fit for for the, the individual team but you think about all that and so let's just do the math a little bit in the sense that the 20 people themselves um let's say if they just connected to a hundred people a piece on on average and you know and this is just a low estimate <clears throat> that gives them like two thousand people that it's in their immediate circle of influence who would probably recognize their name if they sent them an email or a tweet or a Facebook connection. Right. Um, part of the process in, in online crowdfunding is to get those people not necessarily to donate money to you or to, or to buy something from you, but to be your arms and legs. 
and to extend from there. Right. Because if those people then, you know, sent out another, you know, uh, 50 emails apiece to their friends and families and connections, you'd have over a million connections. And that's <laughs> those numbers build away. quickly. It happened and multiplies real quickly. And I call that the multiplicity of crowdfunding in the sense that, um, and I've raised, you know, millions of dollars for organizations and it never happens unless you ask for it <laughs> or, you, or you make an offer. Uh, nobody, you know, I always say nobody knows you're in the forest. You know, when you're by yourself, you have to tell people you're there. Uh, and so um, you have to tell people what you're doing. But it's, you know, and the process and we'll get to that of, of what, how you tell them is, is an important process, too, because the average person doesn't pay attention to what you're saying until I say it three times, maybe sometimes for people five times. Okay. Okay. So just saying, oh, I'm so disappointed with our first round. Well, the first round is just a, an education piece. You're just educating your uh, target million people on what you're doing. And then you kind of get into what you're doing. So let's, let's kind of break this down in the sense of, you know, how you, how are you going to do that? Um, well, a couple different ways. Um, in, in the U.S., and, and I'm sure there's, you know, um, several U.K. providers as well, um, but there's a company called SnapRaise. And in SnapRaise, and it's snap-raise.com. Snap-raise.com, yes. And um, they work with a lot of schools and not-for-profits. You can be as small as a couple people uh, or as big as you want. And what they do is help you organize yourself. And they don't charge anything uh, to be in the system nor anything to have a uh, a campaign within their system. And, but they do charge a 12.9% fee on your campaign. But they're providing a lot of software and assistance and an infrastructure that most people don't have themselves. Okay. Um, I, you know, and other people are a little bit different. I mean, there's a company called First Giving. And the reason I bring them up, they're not my favorite, but there are companies like this. They charge a 500, sometimes even a thousand or two thousand dollar startup fee and then a 15% fee on top of that. That just seems really expensive to me. Yeah. So you really has as a, as a, if you're the head team uh, person on, on fundraising, you really have to shop around because the fees vary all over the place. Right. Because that is a big difference between 500 dollars right. in this case and and nothing to start up and if you if you raise nothing and you spent 500 or a thousand you lose yeah. it all you're 500 you, down yeah it's you know you don't get it back um now there are also organizations that specialize in certain things um in the u.s there's one called i truly care and they're really an event ticket so if you were having a concert you could use them to sell tickets and and they don't charge any fees at all so there may be again vendors in the UK that do that if you're doing something special, you know, like that. Um, in my particular company, YouTuber Me, um, we host all the DI educational videos uh, for DI around the world. We're actually working on a project right now in Qatar to actually translate all the DI uh, elements into Arabic so that their kids can learn it uh, in their native language. And so we're all over the world. Um, but we also offer this tutoring service. So at least in the U.S., basically provide a fee-based service to parents who are not DI parents, and it's $60 a year. And yeah. 
we actually give back half of the money. If you're fundraising through us, we give back half the money to the team. So that's that, a, so that's a, and that's another way to raise, right. and that's a slightly slightly different package, right. isn't it? Really, if if right. we if we look at you two to me, right? It's okay. it, it mean you know it's just easy to deliver. I mean, if yes. you decided you want to sell chocolate bars, um, you have to go buy them, you have to have the inventory, ship them, deliver them, yeah. distribute them, and you might not make any more money. You, you always look at things on what you're going to be return versus the effort you're going to put into. So yeah. Um, eventually, you have to get into the, the your you know how how do we process this? And nobody gives money anymore to say I don't know you. Why should I give you money or why should I buy something you know from you? You have to have a story, yeah. and the story has to be as personal as possible. So when I help other DI affiliates uh, around the country, I ask them to do a couple of things. I ask them to collect video samples. From parents, from the kids, uh, from any, and submit them to the team um, coordinator of the crowdfunding. And these videos can be simply taken on a phone. It can be taken on any device, whatever you have, will work. And something that's just two, three minutes, in, and it just talks about how wonderful the program is or the impact that's made on the lives of the kids involved. Um, that's what people connect with. Okay. So for a, so for a team as well, it could mm-hmm. be the team talking about the benefits they, they're getting out of it. So if you had the kids themselves, mm-hmm. and and I think you you said you needed to be fairly quick to get to that point. Correct. Of, I mean, of saying the benefit and and right. making the ask really. Yeah, well, and it's in at two minutes to three minutes is the most that you want to do. And you don't want to have the entire team talk because that takes too long. Um, you want to have individuals so that every time you send out another communication or another email, you can use an individual. So let's say you had five individuals on the team and you wanted all the kids to talk. I would record each kid separately. Right. Right. So then I have. Um, at least profiling one of my <clears throat> kids every time a, a raise or a question or uh, a request went out. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. And and video is, is most impactful. Now, um, people have to understand how to use video well. Your team can create a team profile on YouTube and you can post a video there. And so when you send your request out, whether in Facebook posting or an email, you're not really sending the video. You're sending a link to that video. Okay. Okay? Because if you try to send the actual content of the video, most email servers will block, you know, will block you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you know, your methods might have to be multiple sources in a sense. We're going to commit to emailing or commit to Facebooking. We're going to commit to tweeting. And then you have to decide how long your campaign is going to be. In most cases, I suggest it not be much longer than a month. People forget about you. Right. You know, uh, if it's too short, then people find it annoying. You have to let people sort of read and digest. Um, most of us, you probably and I probably read emails within a couple seconds of re- uh, receiving them. But a lot yeah. of people take a day or two or uh, more than that. If they're if they're very busy. So uh, in a month, you would strategize and say, look, I'm going to have three communications. My first one 
is I'm going to um, educate the group that I'm working with. So my 20 is going to educate that next 2,000 people on what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Okay. So we're going to, you know, pre-establishing that um, information because eventually that 2,000 is going to make a request to their friends, which then, you know, makes it into a million. Um, And so now you've kind of uh, distributed some information and, and that can be all in email or in Facebook and, they now sort of understand how the game is going to be going to be played, and uh, and people like rules. Um, so you tell them how long, how much, uh, and what they're going to do. But when they pass on your story from the team to that next two thousand, you're going to ask that person in the two thousand to also tack on something personal of theirs, because um, if I sent you use uh, Jan a request. And you said yes, I'll participate in your in your raise and help you. I'm going to ask you um, when you send it to your friends to add a little personal note as well, because without that personal note, you're just forwarding something. You're just forwarding it on, aren't you? Really, yes. So it's important to put that that personal note in. Right, right. Yeah. And so, and this is what you know uh, happens when you're training your first and second tier of, of volunteers, um, and. Um, it also pays to have a website specifically for if you're not going to use a snap raise, you need a website to for the campaign somewhere. OK. All right. Um, now, there are a lot of my favorite place to do a website is on an organization called Wix dot com, W.I.X. dot com. You can set up a website totally for free. They have thousands of templates. Yes. And I've used that in it. And it is easy. And, and it's especially good. If you've no familiarity, you know, if you haven't done a website before, I'd say with Wix, I, I agree with you. They are very easy. And the beauty is you can you can put a page together. It's going to have the Wix logo all over it, isn't it? But it doesn't matter for now. It's not, really, not even all yeah. over. It's up in the yeah. one corner at the bottom. If, yeah. if you don't. And remember, Wix, I think, at least expensive is $10 a month. So if you want to get rid of the yeah. logo, you can just sign up for one or two months. Yeah. You don't have to commit to a year. Yeah, that's true. Okay, and you can get a really nice polished looking website, can't you, very quickly with them? Absolutely. I've put together complete businesses in Wix within two and a half days. Yeah. um, So Wix recently added some new features that allows you to have a shopping cart as well. Yeah. And that's just only within the last couple months. And so you literally could build a shopping cart if you're looking for donations of a 20-pound donation, a 50-pound, 100-pound donation, whatever you're looking for. And then people can – and they'll handle the transaction, and you just collect the monies because you're telling it what bank account to go to. Right. Okay, so that you can make it as, as interesting as, as you want it to be. Uh, and you can even involve the kids because oftentimes Wix is easy enough for, for the kids. And if they're old enough uh, or there is uh, a – um, older group of kids, they'll want to, you know, they'll do it themselves. <laughs> but oftentimes in this group of 20, there is one or two parents that are more technically competent than the others. Yeah. And so they could kind of lead that. Um, and that's part of the, the team crowdfunding manager's responsibility is get the best people that you have to do these different jobs. Don't do it all yourself and then kind of put it all together. So, 
let's go back to our strategy. Our strategy is we're going to educate and communicate first to, to everybody that's out there, prepare them for that. Then yeah. we're going to send them our first communication. And that's going to also want to be reflected on our website as well. All right. And, and the website can be, the website could be either one of these companies we've talked about, sort of mm-hmm. SnapRays, YouTube right, right. or Trudicare, or you could set up a, a quick little one yourself using Wix. Or if anybody there's a bit more savvy, they could throw a WordPress one up, I suppose, real quickly. So that's what you're going to do at that point. Absolutely. And so you're going to communicate, uh, and the communication, um, is really, you know, the instructions, the rules of how you're going to operate. And then you're going to send out your first ask. And your first ask is, again, uh, depending on the strategy you're going after, either you're selling something or you're uh, just wanting a donation. Um, but that ask includes that testimonial or that uh, statement, that video statement uh, from the kids about why this is so important. And oftentimes, a parent talking to another parent is is good, too. There are very passionate parents in, in, in DI, so um, they make great spokespeople for uh, for this as well. So you can mix it up. Um, and, um, that first, you know, uh, one that goes out, you want to tell your 2000 people, make sure you get this out to at least, you know, a hundred, 50 or a hundred of your friends. If they got it out to a hundred a piece, well, then now you're talking 2 million people. It's just, you know, amazing how big that can get. That and, is a big number of people who go, who are going to end up getting some sort of an ask. Right. When you when you compare it to what we where we started, right. which was which was that sort of the thing that you would think about doing first off is some spot, little sponsorship or mm-hmm. as you say uh, selling little items and now we're moving to talking about possibly if you did it right and lined everything up right, you know, contacting 2 million people with an ask. And, I, and I, as I think you're about to say, not everybody will respond, but it's a big number. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, there's also, you know, peer pressure out there in the sense that yeah. some of my friends are responding and others aren't. Um, you know, it's, it's a matter of to take a look at how that how that all works. But let's talk about what our ex- expecta- expectation is uh, in response rates. I mean, that's another thing what's going to happen you know, with that. And so um, your first tier of 2,000 people, the expectation that they would also not only help you, but probably either donate or buy something um, is probably about a 1% return. Okay. Okay. Depending on what you're asking for. And then, uh, and again, the larger the number you're asking for, the lower the percentage, because it's just, and so you always want to give people choices. There's a, a 20 pound option, a 50 pound option, and a 100 pound option. And even for those options, you might want to, t- uh, clearly say 20 pound gets us gas money to the next tournament. A hundred yeah. pounds helps us go to global finals, right? Yeah. Uh, you want the aspirations of the, of the monies to also match what you're asking. So, and then the next step is, um, to really look at, okay, if we're going to get about 1% from, from that, what do we expect from our bigger, bigger group? It's usually about a 0.05% return rate for the bigger group. Okay. And the, re- and the reason is because they're just an extra arm's length away from the core team, the 20 people, and they don't know you that well. Um, there's a tendency to get a better return on purchasing items with that, that second tier than there is with donations. 
Okay. So you may be able to do a 0.1% in uh, purchases, but only a 0.5 or a 0.03 or 0.05% in true donations. And, and when you're saying purchases, are you, is that what you're talking about with the 5, 10, and 20 options? Is that what you mean, purchases? So 5, 10, 20 is, let's say, the um, just a uh, donation, okay? Okay. But let's say you decided you partnered with a, a broomstick company and they yeah. were deliver broomsticks to people. Um, that might have more of an appeal somewhere in your 2 million people, you know? And they might buy something, and then they know that part of the benefit of buying that is you get a you get a donation to your group. Oh, okay. Okay. And so it is it is more likely that you're successful in your second tier fundraising if you're offering something actually that they benefit. You know, the person benefits from. They get something else. They get okay. something from that. Yeah. Difficult, you know, piece with that is if you're selling something um, that's uh, a tangible good, a delivery, possible returns. There's a lot of things that can, you know, can go with that. When you're some, selling something virtual, yeah. uh, it's easier because instant delivery returns are, you know, easy and, and everything's easy with that. Um, and so, and no matter who you partner with, you got to have to kind of decide, you know, how you want to how, how you want to think that through. Um, but just if you were um, just, you know, um, doing the, the 2,000 and each, you know, person was, was uh, give, getting out to 100 people. So you've got, you know, um, 2 million possibilities, which is really likely. Um, and even a 0.05% response with a 10-pound um, solution gives a lot of money very quickly. Okay? Yeah. All right. But you don't expect it all to come in on your first round of ask. So now you're in your month, you've, you've educated your people, you've done your first round, and it trickles in. Not a lot yet, but it trickles in. Uh, and then you give it uh, at least five to seven, maybe ten days, and you have a second request. Okay? And that, again, you, you that 20 goes out to their 2,000 and says, push this out to your group again. Um, and now that someone sees you who doesn't know you, uh, sees you for the second time. And the request again has to have a, a video attached and it has to be as personal as possible and have a, a meaningful why are, are, you know, are we doing this? Um, and then you'll pick up some more people then during that. Okay. And then last week of your campaign, um, you say to people, look, this is our last push. And we really need your help. And if you've already contributed, we thank you so much. Maybe you can help us by pushing this to another hundred friends. All right. So maybe part of your one million, two million people helps push you to another level too. Okay. okay. Um, and, uh, and you'll, you'll actually probably get your biggest return on your final push. Okay. All right, so you've got to be patient with this and 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 run that strategy through to the end and take all the steps that you've set out. Right, yeah. and and then kind of um, and a lot of this is is practice um, because you know what if what if um, our practice is you know we didn't write it very well the first time or we got feedback people didn't understand us part okay. of this is just practice um, you know you can easily test what you're doing. With just a couple friends, uh, invite them over for tea or coffee, 
and say, uh, this is what I'm going to do. What questions would you have if you had this and you didn't know me? Right. And so I've always found that a good way to test market, you know, something I'm going to send out. That's a good suggestion. Yeah. Test it a little bit first. Okay. Right. right. Um, and if you're successful at it, um, it's great. Um, I would say, you know, make sure if you're doing this and you're doing it through an affiliate that's a, a not for profit, make sure all the accounting uh, comes up right because sometimes the dollars get pretty big and things get, you know, people lose track of things. Um, always put those good practices into place. Okay. Yes, definitely. And have you have everything ready for audit? Should it should it mm-hmm. be needed? That's for anybody. Well, I I didn't speak an awful lot. I was just listening to you there, Renato, because that was really useful for people listening, especially for team managers. Um, I think it's worth a shot. I know you've done this with other teams, and I know you've helped some teams through, which is why I asked you to come and have a talk to us today. Um, and if you get this right, it can work, and it can take. It might be intimidating because it's you know it's it's a very new idea to a lot of people. Um, using new technology, using crowdfunding, but you can get to quite a bit of support. And, and, and remember, the goal of this is to get your team and to get the kids to their tournament or to buy them the materials that they need, you know, um, and you can always hold on to it. And it could be, if you don't end up traveling very far to tournaments, you could always put that towards next year's team or you can plan ahead with the team. That's the reason we're talking about this, is to raise money for the team. Um, I'm going to add some notes from today. I'll put it in the show notes. If we can find any more international, European or UK crowdfunding or crowdsourcing platforms, I'll put them there. If any of you guys listening um, know of any good ones that you want to recommend, please do drop me a line. Let me know and I can add it to the podcast show notes that I'm going to say Renato, thank you so much for that. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Renato. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's it. We've been talking with Dr. Renato Cataldo. The resources referred to you can get on the show notes. Thank you very much for listening and see you next time. You've been listening to the Destination Imagination UK podcast. Interested in finding out more about starting a team? You can find everything you need to know on our website, diuk.org. You can follow Destination Imagination UK on Facebook and Twitter too. Thanks for listening and see you next time.